Hey everybody, welcome to Bros, Bibles, and Beer. This is the BBB Podcast. This is Jeff coming to you from the backyard of somewhere uh, I don't even know. I'm here with Zach Crater. Hey, Zach. Hello, Jeff. Hey. And Scott Scooter Hulbert. <laughs> really, Did you really, really just <laughs> whisper to him, don't say my anyway, last name? And uh, Andy McCraw, our permanent, permanent host, is, uh, yeah, he's been fired. Double fired, perm- Yeah, fired for tonight. Um, but welcome. Double this permanent. is episode 139, and we are coming from SoCal. It's beautiful, and uh, wherever you are, we hope that you are living, living the life. Yeah, <laughs> be blessed. Be loving on people. Yes, we love you. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> that is one of um, one of my favorite Christianeses. Just keep on love. I just want to love on people, especially when it's youth uh, pastor related, because it sounds extra creepy. I just I've lo- adopted. I just want to love on kids. You know, <laughs> just gonna love on kids for the Lord. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, you're a youth pastor, right? That's where uh, everybody needs a no person that is a little bit demented. If you're in ministry, that can be like, nope, that's not going to come off well. Nope. <laughs> just love, lo- just like loving. A- well, hey, I'm an elementary school teacher, so it's what I do. I mean, I, you know, I love my kids. I don't know about the church thing of saying you don't love, love on, on your kids. <laughs> <laughs> I love on my own kids, hugs and kisses, and hey, good night, and praying with them ever so often. Just want to lean into them. I'm just going to press into their lives, each individual life. Scott, you got any Christianese? I, <clears throat> just my some, brain is dying. Is that my? Is that what happens in church? Like, oh, man, my brain is dying. Is that like a, whoo, encouragement? What is that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I? Um, oh, by the way, sorry, Scott. Yeah. I thought you were saying make sure you say my last name. <laughs> And so I said it, but it's because you mutter that I couldn't hear you. So when I said it, I saw your reaction. I thought, oh, shoot, I went the wrong direction with that. So we'll edit that out. Anyway. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. <laughs> you, wow, Scott. Scott, you're not going to wake anybody up. We're in the back. Okay, so we're in the backyard of a uh, good friend. Um, Zach and his wife are babysitting their dog. Right? Yep. House sitting for a little Shih Tzu. Yeah. And it's it's so nice and cuddly. I don't like little dogs. I have a big, big German Shepherd. Yeah, and not, not much meat on those bones. Kiss, kiss the <laughs> world goes. <Where? laughs> Zombie apocalypse. I've been watching alone at uh, per Andy's recommendation. And yeah, Scott's right. I can attest to that. If you don't have meat on those bones, small dogs not going to suffice. Yeah. Will not cut it. Yep. Um, where were you going, Jeff? I did have a couple items of feedback. Let's do it. If you don't mind, it's related to our last episode, 138, uh, Jesus Jump Shot. And uh, <clears throat> I like feedback. Here we go. We're bare bones right now, so I can't, I'm not going to play the jingle. And for all you that hate our drops, congratulations. You will not be hearing any sound effects. Anyways, the our post was if sins if all sins are mistakes, but all mistakes are not sins, Jesus probably made mistakes. Maybe he missed a jump shot or two. Give it a listen. And then uh on Instagram Da Aqua Da Da Aqua Da Aquaman. Da Aquaman? 
to Aquaman. You guys can't see this. Oh, I know who that is. Yeah, okay. D Aquaman. If he can walk on water, he de- don't need no Nike Air Jordans. He got holy hops. All right. And KY raps. I bet he got a little on the floor when he jiggled it. It happens to the best of us. That that assumes um, spilling a little bit is a mistake. I'm not sure it is, especially with the bathrooms they had. In Islam, it is, I think. Wait, is second. it really? That was yeah. the man. No, that was KY Raps. Oh, that's KY Raps. Okay. okay. Yeah, I think there's a hadith that say that Muhammad, Muhammad said that most of the punishment in the grave is from urine. You can probably Google that and, and see what that's all about. But uh, essentially, yeah, if you get some dribbles on your feet, you're going to be punished in hell for it. Wow. Yeah. Especially the way you say that, Scott. It's just I I believe it all the more. Yeah. I feel guilty and shameful. I'll let people what yeah. Scott said. I'll let people Google that themselves. Yeah. So. Google it. So anyways, and then one uh one small order of housekeeping. I just want to give a compliment to Scott because uh, a listener uh a friend of mine that uh is a <clears throat> convert on the podcast loves lo- just is really digging in hard dare i say he's leaning <laughs> in and loving on our podcast um he said he heard you talking about going dry and mm-hmm. said you know what i think that's something i should do and based on scott's inspiration this individual is going dry nice i like it i like it um, I, I, yeah, it's been, I think three weeks I did, I did have a couple of drinks, um, on Friday, uh, but going back, not going back to drinking, <laughs> <laughs> going back home. I'm going to, I'm going to start helicopter. over. That's an orange can, orange can of sheriff. That is a sheriff helicopter. And we'll just have Andy take all that out and post. I didn't, Scott, did you break off your ankle bracelet? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's cool. I, I, um, I haven't lost any weight yet, I don't think. But um, Yeah, you still look heavy. <laughs> oh, shoot. I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeff is two for two. Oh, my right, God. Man. Last name plus heavy. Well, uh, that's probably true. Hey, Scott, I you're am in- catching up to you. I'm almost there. <laughs> this COVID thing is killing me. Scott, you're an inspiration. I think that much is clear. I appreciate that, guys. You want to uh, actually? Would you go into that? Like, how is he an inspiration? Well, he inspired one person to go dry. Excellent. It's one person at a time, right, Scott? Hey, man. You know, there are a thousand turtles on the beach. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, I just had this funky visual of like being in Hawaii and seeing little turtles crop up out of the sand. Wait, he was gonna. He wasn't finished. <laughs> okay. Thousand turtles on the beach. Ninety-nine percent of them die, right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, why? Why? Uh, you know? Oh yeah, trying to scurry for the I, water and then they get picked no, off by the birds. I don't know where he was going. <laughs> I've seen that National Geographic video or documentary. Sky. You guys know it. You guys know what they say. Yeah, you There's know. a thousand turtles on the beach. You know what it is? <laughs> Pulling a Biden. Uh, <laughs> You know the thing? Is that you, what he said? You you know the... Is it the thing or the deal? The thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, my god. We've been listening to Hamilton... Oh, the girls have been listening to Hamilton nonstop, and there's a song 
that goes, we hope it's just a piece of feminine. And I want to combine it. <laughs> it, it goes. It says we know, hold these truths to be self-evident. You, you, you know the thing. You know the th- <laughs> be great. Anyways, uh-huh. okay. Can I read the email about the 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 seven steps to grooming? Can I read that? <clears throat> is it? Is it? I'm not the whole thing, but just the email. Sure. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, who forwarded this? Was it you or Andy? This showed up on Facebook, and it was. It was confusing. The person I saw posted it is somebody that has experienced abuse with a certain type of theology that the listener will find out very shortly. Okay. And so they were triggered by it. And I, when I first read what you're about to read, I'm like, this is fake. This right. is a parody account. And we have got to stop letting our lives be controlled by bots and parody accounts. Um, but I'll just let you continue. Right. <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> so the... Uh, the website is biblicalgenderroles.com, and this was an email that came in. It was under the title... Is it bread baking? <laughs> Seven Steps to Grooming Your Young Christian Wife. And as Zach said, uh, you get done with it, and you'll hear, you're like, wait, no, 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 no. Gotta, gotta, this isn't real. But I, I kid you not, I went and dug in, and there's more blogging from the person who responded to this email... Um, it's priceless. All right, so here we go. Uh, I have read your site for some time, but this is my first time writing you. My wife and I have been married a year. She is 18 and I am 24. This must be in Salt Lake or something. Um, now You've I been am married for what? For We have been married a year. She is 18 and I am 24. So got married at 17 right. then? Unless... I just I think there are still some states that 16 is considered uh oh 14 I think all is. states you can as long as you have parents consent right but there's some states uh, getting yeah. off track here uh now I'm trying to get my wife to follow her role as I begin to assume my role as leader I am six years older than her. I'm glad I can do the math, 24 minus 18. But that seems to just make it worse. She keeps saying, you are not my father. She has was raised wow. in a strict family, and I guess she thinks now that she is married, she is free from all authority. I have recently put four put oh, sorry. I have recently put both of us on a budget. I have created a budget and I keep my side, but she keeps overspending on hers. <laughs> This guy sounds like a delight. (laughs) I read your article on seven ways to discipline your wife, and you recommend taking (laughs) away her debit card. I know I could do this, but in my view, that should be the last option. I'm considering starting spanking her. (laughs) I'm just going to pause for effect there. (laughs) (laughs) That has to be fake. I think this guy is the faker. Okay. I think he is trolling okay. the biblical <laughs> marriage <laughs> bread roll. Anyway, uh, I have mentioned it to her. I'm imagining that, you know, between myself if and my wife. If I'm they're spanking, like, I'm in. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Come on, everybody. <laughs> if you're listening right now, you're laughing. <clears throat> or you're like, oh, hell no. Um, and then you have to repent because you shouldn't say H-E double hockey sticks. Anyway, I am considering starting spanking her. I have mentioned it to her, not on the budget, 
but in general, and she is against it. She thinks spanking is treating her like a child. I Did you just read clarify that he didn't put spanking in the budget? That's what it sounded like. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not even going to read it again. <clears throat> I read your warning about a wife reporting a husband for spanking her, and my wife would not do that. She was taught to resolve family issues inside the family. She complained to her mom about something in our marriage a few months into our marriage, and her mom told her she did not want to hear about it. You and your husband need to work that out, is what her mom told her. Mm, Good job, mom. My question to you is, do you think I am making a mistake trying to incorporate spanking as a form of discipline in our marriage? Should I just take away her debit card and give her some limited cash? We are very early in our marriage. Fiscal spanking, (laughs) as it were? (laughs) We are very early in our marriage, and I know this is the time when we will set the pattern for the rest of our marriage, and I would, and I really would appreciate your guidance and how to do that, and finishes up. What you just, so this is the person who runs the blog. What you just read was an email I received from a young Christian husband calling himself Robert. Whether or not he realizes it, what Robert is really asking is, how can I, as Christian, as a Christian husband, groom my young wife? Oh my gosh. Everybody, go to biblicalgenderroles.com. This is, at first I'm like, this is clickbait. And then I read more, and he has more blogging. That site is very fleshed out. I, I think. <laughs> wow. I think that the site might be legit, and this emailer could be the troll. I think he's trying to like, okay, let's. What is this guy going to say about spanking? And it could be a setup. Either way, it, yeah. If, either if it's way, serious. It's it's um gross, and I, I love the idea of. Wait, what's gross? Everything you just read, if it's real. Well, about not overspending. I don't think it's. Well, you know, you you can you want to Zach. What do you do if your wife just? I I don't know. What if your wife keeps overspending? You're like, stop spending. Well, first of all, (laughs) (laughs) this is good. This is going to be rich. We have a dual. We have a we have a partnership that uh, there's a personal spending and then there's business spending uh, and business accounting, and those are are done by different individuals. So. Wait, what? And my wife does not overspend, trust me. But what if she trust, started to overspend me. and she didn't stop? I might call the bank. Yes. Listen, you got to get a hold of my wife. Just, no, I don't know. You're like, I can't handle this with spanking at <laughs> home. So I just, nothing works. Well, the spanking is never, never mind. <laughs> He's saying spanking as if it's bad. There, there's other ways to. Um, yeah, I, I don't even know what to say. I think the site might be real. It is surprising. Right. Um, don't go there, people. He doesn't deserve the traffic. Uh, and that guy, I think, was trolling. But some of the things in that article, like yes. his, his big evidence for why the article is like, how do you groom your young wife? Right. Oh, that reminds me. Going back to the emailer saying this is the time where we're going to set the pattern right. for the rest of our marriage. That makes me laugh. Jeff, you've been married a long time. 
I really wish I had spanked earlier in my marriage. I, I've been married. <laughs> I've been married a long time. I hope you're it, laughing is, with me, everybody. Is there a pattern that you establish year one that remains unbroken? Like the idea that you're this is the tone, and we we are sticking to this. We are rigid. We that we are not wavering from this. Or do you grow and adapt and? adapt to each other, adapt to growing in wisdom and changing with your life. And, uh, cause I'll answer for me, we do not do things the way we did them at the beginning. And that's right. for the better where there's growth. Each person is growing individually and yet you're a team and you're, you communicate and you react. That's why marriage is so rich. I feel like he's putting the, the concept of like, here's the template we're living by. And that's a recipe for disaster. I think that's a disaster pants of a marriage, but maybe you can tell me. Well, and then Scott can have some marriage advice coming up, coming right oh, up. Definitely, on Brothers Bottle Beer. definitely got some marriage <laughs> advice. If you're a new listener, Scott's not married. <laughs> Just, yeah. So there, I'm unbiased. There's a, there's a, <laughs> there's definitely, you you find a you find a rhythm in marriage i think but you, the hope is that you don't find a rhythm so much that it becomes um i've heard a lot of people a lot of marriages say we just got into a a rut because we just defaulted to a position of not growing and not being flexible and hopefully as you move along in marriage, things become more flexible. I just so want to be like, and that's when spanking took place. Um, <laughs> you become more flexible in, in, okay, you're not trying to pull one over on me. You're, you're like, if you start, because I think sometimes in marriage when they start to, to break and you have tension is when people are holding things back. They don't say what they want to say, and I'm gu- I'm guilty of this probably you know a lot. Um, and I think a lot of people are. And you're like, do I just keep the peace? And I think probably guys do this more than than women because guys just we like hold things in. We're like we'll get through this. You know, can't last forever. Um, and that's just I mean in a he- in a healthy marriage you do get through those things and you, you know, you might share it at some point, but ultimately you're flexible, you're growing and it's just a relationship. It's no, I mean, it's very different than a guy, guy relationship. Hey man, let's get together, have a beer and watch the football game and chit chat. When you're with your wife, it's like, especially if you got kids and stuff, it's a very different dynamic. So that becomes, that becomes, can be very complex, but I hear what you're saying, Zach, with um, how there's a just sharing life together. It ain't easy. That's for certain. I mean, nothing that is worth doing is, I think. Right. I agree. Nothing worth like really meaningful is, is going to be easy throughout. There are times where things are clicking and that's super fun, but there's something about being human like Andy's brought up in the Matrix, how the the first Matrix right. they made was perfect, right? And the humans rebelled because they need they need imperfection. Uh, I said they as if I'm not, I'm not, I'm not human, guys. You're one, and of I'm them. really not. 
I mean, you guys can tell my communication style is uh, impeccable. And, and interesting. Interesting and rich. Not human. Uh, an example of a marriage. So let me, let me say this, and you guys can tell me what you think. If you take where I'm at now or where my wife is at now in, in relation to faith. Are you guys with me? I'm with you. Okay. And if you go back to the beginning and one of us, up until now, one of us kind of stayed the same, stayed where they were at as far as faith goes or worldview, and the other person changes to where we're at now, that, that is a re- that's how people get divorced. There's no adaptation. Like, Lisa and I are in very different places than we were personally back when we first got married all those years ago. And we're, so we're very different. And we believe, even now we believe different things. We, we probably were more on the same page theologically back then. We were tighter in that regard. There, mm. And it's not what we believe now. It's learning with wisdom and experience to, to hold your beliefs differently, to allow your spouse to grow in the way they need to, and you can communicate and talk and bounce ideas off each other and argue about it. Uh, but you allow that person and give that person space and grace to as a husband. grow in the way as a husband or right. as a wife. It's right. gone to, both ways. To, to fall under your tutelage. <laughs> <laughs> I'm grinning. Jeff, the way your eyes smile, you, you've got, I just want to compliment, but before, even before you laugh, it's like, you just look at me with that twinkle, like. <laughs> uh, I love to get a rise out of. Yeah. I love to get a rise out of you. I think I just ate a bug. And and you, Scott Scooter, no last name. Mm. <laughs> hey, did you check up on that website at yeah. all? What do you, did you find that that article? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, as it's it go- the first one on when you go there. Okay, uh, there is a lot of biblical references. So it was, I'm like, okay, this person did a legit job. Whether they're just goading people or what not, it's well done. Because you look at, I mean, ultimately, the idea of a, 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 a wife would fall under the authority of her husband only happens well if the husband falls under God well if that happens you're not sitting around saying can I spank you uh, and <laughs> discipline you um, there's th- there's a good um, there's a good communication there's good communication happening and it functions efficiently and you're going to have problems but when if you're under God if you're if you're really having a good healthy marriage then I don't think anything is impossible to get through in a in a good way where you look back you know a month later a day later or a year later and be like man we came through that we're stronger for it so so I don't I don't um I don't have a problem with well I'll just say for myself in in biblical parlance, there's the complementarian view and then the egalitarian view when it comes to relationships. Right. Complementarian being um, 
bit more traditional conservative uh you specific roles the husband is to do this the wife uh doesn't do much but do what the husband does or there's specific they would say a healthy way of saying it is like they're different but they're equal but different would you agree with that scott as our uh more conservative representation is that fair equal but different well, when you say roles, I mean, you say do things. I mean, are you talking about specific no, I'm just trying things to say or? like, well, I don't want to get tripped up on that necessarily, but there's complementarian is like the man has his roles as laid out in the Bible and the woman has their role as laid out in the Bible and you follow that. And if you're not following that, you're not doing marriage biblically. And then there's people that are egalitarian, which would say, no, that was more context sensitive for the time. And we can move beyond that. And we don't have to have these traditional lockdown roles for husband and wife, which is where I'm at personally. But personally, I don't have a problem. People doing traditional marriage, bunny ears. um, As long as like there's open communication and there's no abuse going on and there's consent all the way around. uh, But it it just feels like they're and the wife can spank the husband. <laughs> can I? Well, that's egalitarian. Can I insert? Can I insert my thoughts here? I'll lean into them, Jeff. Okay. I want to toss the word equal out. Equal is a. It's a worldly word. If you love your wife as Christ loved the church, then you have a different. There's a there's a different thing instead of sticking on the equality, um, like a, <clears throat> a like a woman will submit to her husband, and we've talked about this before, and I'm sure a lot of people have that are listening. It's like, yeah, wife needs to be doing this, and if she doesn't, then like you get this stupid stuff of like, you know, should I spank her? Should I take her debit card away? I'm like, okay, <laughs> you're. Where are your thoughts? Where is your heart when you're thinking about what you can do to your wife to get her in line? Maybe you should look within yourself and and follow the Lord in a way that it takes your attention of getting of controlling your wife and getting your mind on on Christ and yeah, I think how you're right. I think you're you're off. You're off target at that point if you're if you're right. emphasizing the control right. and how do I get my wife to That's not a Jesus perspective. And so even using that verse is the one they use um uh, Ephesians 5:25 through 27. That's the one that's the one verse he uses to justify biblical grooming of your young Christian wife. And Christ didn't love the church by controlling it and whipping it into shape and uh, and exercising that type of top-down authority. He loved the church by giving up his life. Yeah, so so going back to the question, the the, egal- the equal part. Mm-hmm. So, there, so it depends on what aspect you're talking about because that there, I don't know if it's that particular verse, Ephesians 5, um, but there's a verse that talks about that man is the head of the woman. And that's a responsibility. Yes? Uh, well, there's, there's, but it also carries the aspect of submission. 
But so, you better as a as a husband, you better lead well. Well, so okay, go right, ahead. right, right. Go ahead. I see you're right, gonna. But okay. So to say, to say egalitarian, as if there is no headship, I think that is unbiblical. There, uh, there is a headship. It's so. Then the, the next question Pray is. Pray for Lisa and I then, because we're uh, we're not biblical. Yeah. So the next question is, what does it mean for that? And then. Because the the next verse is, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church. So you don't stop at man is the head of the woman. Right. Okay. Well, let's run with that. Right. Let's use. If I could be. Uh, Do it. If I could be a little snarky towards mm, Zach. Yeah. Let's not neuter that verse. Mm, let's run it. with it. Yeah. Let's run with that verse. Um. Well, no, you got to look at, you got to look at the next verse, and it it it's, and and yeah, like the the example that Christ set is is to lay down your life, but it's not just laying down your life. There is also, like you said, Jeff, responsibility. There's leading well, and there's there's one verse that says, if a man doesn't care for the needs of his family, for those of his household, then he is worse than an unbeliever. Yeah. Yeah, so taking all of that in, and it also, that's also not just financially and providing food and a home, but it's the spiritual needs, being the spiritual leader, and also uh, emotionally. I mean, it's it's not just one aspect. So I think, I think taking into account um, a few different verses, but it, even in that immediate context, it's, yeah, you're, you're the one that is laying down your life and there, there does need to be some dying to yourself. Right. But you also need to be the leader, take responsibility where, where the headship comes in and where the submission comes in that, that needs to be defined. But if you don't start with, if you don't start with that man is the head of the, uh, um, then yeah, you're, you're, I don't know. It just seems like you're trying to come up with it, come up with the idea of how to do things on your own. Well, the, st- and, the strength of the... Go ahead, Zach. Oh, I was going to say, I, I think this guy, whoever he is, and <clears throat> people... It stoked our conversation, so no, that's a good, good it's thing. It's good, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think my, my personal issue with this is that it takes... <clears throat> the Bible is the authority... And it's a timeless blueprint for how we're to live today. And my concern, to put it lightly, is that it ignores, it it forgets about why Paul and the writers would have been saying that for their specific time. And it doesn't do the hard work to parse through how have th- how are things different in our culture? Why might he have been saying that? Does that is it in fact universal it it um and i i do think well where i'm at is the bible is not universe a universal template where oh this verse said that therefore we do that um it it takes a lot of it it's all in how you interpret it so yeah i think the co- the cultural aspect there there are differences between that culture and this culture obviously and and so it would be in in how that gets applied how the headship gets applied 
I, I don't think that there is an indication from the text that we to to conclude that man is not the head of the woman um, because Paul, Paul doesn't put it in the context of the culture for that aspect. He says, as Christ is the head of the church, so man is the head of the woman. That seems to remove that aspect, at least, from the cultural context. That, 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 I mean, just he, it, he's, he's might, not he's not using the cultural context to it, prove his point. It might, but it, it's also he's a human being, a, a product of his specific culture, and would be writing through that lens as well. So that's another part of the story. And I don't want to get st- gonna say? I don't yeah. want to get stuck on this. Yeah, and I, I actually want to I want to land this topic, um, but I think it's a great example of of your marriage Zach it just kind of crystallized in my brain you're always defending your marriage in a way of like well no I'm I'm not you know we have equality here and I want to make that clear and you're defending your wife you're defending your relationship you're defending your marriage you're defending you know your i know the power is there's not a struggle that that we're we're trying to unite as one and if if that isn't a a uh, uh, something close to a perfect picture of you know love your wife as Christ loved the church and i i don't know what is cuz we want to walk with Christ Aww. So, yeah, I know I'm getting teary-eyed thinking about you and your wife. Well, and you, and you brought up the word e- equal again. I don't think that man being the head of the woman creates inequality. Right. Uh, that's what I was trying to say. And I think that's the point. The conserv- right. A healthy version of the conservative view is that th- there's total equal persons, different roles. And in a sense, I think the definitions of these terms don't do it justice because the way Lisa and I operate is we have different strengths and different weaknesses. Excuse me. And part of growing in marriage is learning how those things operate. And And you fill each other's voids. Were we to try to have a rigid hierarchical structure, um, it it wouldn't work as well. And and so we're doing a version of it where, you know, some people do certain things better and there's like this interplay, there's like this dance that makes it all interesting and... um, I said that word, Jeff. I know I say that a lot. It's okay. But I in the purest sense of the word, joking it, at you. <laughs> it keeps the life Josh. in the marriage. And I think, um, I don't know, that's the, that's the key for us. I don't, I don't judge people that hold more traditional views. I will say, anecdotally, a lot of the people I know that, are, that were, have been super concerned about like control, um, and there's some people that, that you guys know as well and if you're listening to this and you're wondering if, if it's you it's probably not so don't even worry about it um <laughs> uh, but scott wants people you to know that are it's concerned you. about oh, yeah, that biblical you. model they they say that in theory but in practice it doesn't work like that at all and their marriage it works on a totally different wavelength than that and not, that doesn't make it the biblical model wrong on its by itself and their model right or vice versa. But it is just interesting. Oftentimes when the more hyper concerned we are with the rules in practical day to day living, you find ways to subvert and cause it, it, it'll, the water will flow downhill better if sometimes you subvert some of the rules and become less rigid. 
But anyways, yeah, we don't. Uh, Scott, do you feel like you got to say your piece? I know we're not going to solve the uh, <laughs> that issue, but it's just it's just how you interpret the stuff. And man, I don't know. There's I like to leave it there. I mean, yeah. I, it's it's. I think don't abuse your spouse. <laughs> how about that? I'm going to go on a limb, guys. Hot take. Don't abuse your spouse. What if spanking doesn't leave a mark? <laughs> if there's consent involved, I'm okay with just about anything. Actually, if there's consent. Well, uh, there was a dude that consented <laughs> oh, yeah, to having his penis cut off and just, fed no. it to him. So We're going to edit that out. We didn't need probably that. Probably shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Um, anything else, guys? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. I... I Go ahead. No, it's all you, Jeff. I, I did have Some a... Some things happened. Yeah, I had... It is the 27th of July, and 10 days ago, I... Um, Just when 2020 couldn't yeah, get any shittier. Right. I lost my mom, and she uh, she passed away suddenly, um, literally, with, um, with me there holding her hand and taking her last breath, and it was uh, traumatic and... Um, her, it was horrific, traumatic, and a blessing. And it's like, well, how does uh, only God, for me, can bring horrific and a blessing together all in one, in one snapshot of a moment in time. And um, if I get emotional, I no apologies. Um, but my mom uh, was an amazing person. Um, her name was Kathy Pearson. She lived an incredible life. And Scott, is it okay if he used her last name? <laughs> I don't like it, but I'll allow it I, this time. Uh, I, 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 law, I, I, I'm just, I mean, she, she was, uh, she was an amazing person, but just to, to step back for a moment, um, I, I just never... I never thought like I would go through loss of family so soon. And, and so, um, about, I don't know, many months ago, my mom found out that she had uh, a growth in her throat and she, and she, uh, she contacted some doctors and they looked at it and said, oh my gosh, you have, yeah, you, you have a, a cancer, but it's like a, a skin cancer type of thing. And my mom has had stuff cut off her body, her nose, her face, her back. I mean, it's just, she's fought the good fight for so long. I mean, several decades. And, um, and then she had this happen and she went in to have what was supposed to be just um you know a couple of months of chemo and radiation and and that um was amazing the doctors were like wow you're i we can't believe how you're responding you should be you know most people are really down and out my mom has always been like the light of you know wherever she is the life of the party and she's got this incredible gravitational personality and and so the doctors were like, this is incredible. They're in like week four or five and she's in great spirits and there's nothing really occurring in terms of like side effects and they expected a whole lot. 
And then she finished and it had gotten a little, you know, some things had started to creep up. She was exhausted. And, and then about a month after, which, um, was about a month ago, she, uh, she just, she didn't feel right. She went in, they did some tests, like something's wrong with your blood. And, and, uh, and so they, they kept checking. She went back to kind of recheck and, and, you know, this went on till, um, about a, uh, two weeks ago where, you know, our family got wind of, uh, you know, my mom saying, you know, things are not, not right. Like something is, something's wrong. Like the cancer was one thing, but something else is wrong. Yeah. And can I stop you real yeah, quick? Yeah. Um, your wife, your mom, sorry, your mom is a achiever. She's like a, a go-getter. Like she's going to charge through everything. So there are no obstacles that my no mom obstacles. can't conquer. And right. so when it's the point where she's reaching out to you, that's alarm bells, right? Right. And that, that happened that week where I, I don't even remember the last time my mom called or, or, or accepted, like, we're going to come over and, and uh, you know, I'm going to stay with you overnight just to make sure you're okay. I mean, if I had ever said that to my mom, she'd be like, what? No, bring the grandkids over and then leave. And <laughs> just, I want to have fun with the grandkids. And, and, uh, and so, you know, when this happened a couple of weeks ago, she had some challenges on a Tuesday because she passed on, she died on Friday morning and on Tuesday she had some tests done and then they let her go and her, her, her good friend, um, was like, okay, something's not right. She had stuff like bruising all over her body and she's like, I don't feel right. And they had given her morphine and, and I think she was just out of it. And they, and she, for the moment she was like, was okay because they'd given her drugs, but that kind of hid the fact that she was in serious pain. I went over Wednesday, um, and I'm like, okay, she's, she's okay. She's in pain. They've given her something. And then, um, I said, you know, um, if you need anything, please call me. I can, you know, whatever you need. And then I left and, um, her friend had come over and was like, okay, you're, I don't know. She's talked to my wife. I don't know what's going on, but things are not well with your mom. And so my wife reached out to, or actually, I don't know if it's my mom or my wife reached out to them. And ultimately it was like, could we, we'll come over and stay. My, my mom was like, okay. Okay. As, uh, for 47 years that I've known my mom, I don't ever remember my mom saying she needed help or supervision and this was the first time and I kid you not as I drove to my mom's house that day um, I had these uh, thoughts of like her like what would I say about my mom like if if she died like all the great things and and I'm like, why am I thinking this? And I'm like, like, like serious, like God, why am I thinking these things? Like, I feel like you, my mom knows that 
she's at your doorstep and she's she's asking her son to come and be with her and so I got there that day and I brought her some stuff that you know I fed her and we chit-chatted and just it's hilarious I said uh, I told somebody hey we we watched a movie that night and because we had been watching uh shark tank over and over and she's like you can turn this <laughs> we don't have to watch this and i'm like okay and and uh eventually we found the little clicker for the apple tv and i i clicked on a movie and it was john wick and so we, <laughs> we sat i turned on john wick and and my mom says oh i love keanu reeves he was so good in that sci-fi series <laughs> and it's like 11 o'clock at night and i'm like sitting with my mom like she's 71 and and um and she's like i'm in so much pain she's sitting there chit-chatting with me and she had dug out the channel, you know, the clicker from, you know, somewhere underneath her. Like she mustered up the energy to like, so her son could watch John Wick. I think about that. I'm like, how lame was am I to like, I, like, but anyway, I digress. But w- we sat and we watched John Wick and um, she's like, oh, he's so, I love him as an actor and that sci-fi. I'm like, oh, The Matrix. She's like, yeah, that, I like that. Um, and we sat and we watched John Wick. I'm like, I just want you to know, John Wick's a little bit of shoot 'em up. You know, it's pretty graphic. And she, she just was like, I like Keanu Reeves. And I'm like, so we sat there and watched John Wick. And after a couple hours, it was over. And we, we, my mom, um, she was sitting there. She was laying there, and I couldn't tell if she was asleep or not. And, um, and her breathing was, you know, I'm like, she just seemed like she was trying to sleep and she hadn't slept and I'd gotten her Tylenol PM and I think she was getting ready to fall asleep. And I, I said, you know, mom, we've been, I've been praying for you. We've been praying for you. My, my church is, has been praying for you. And you know, for, to be at peace, And she, she just said, yeah, this too shall pass. And for the life of me, I'm like, was that my, was that my mom saying in her, like, I can overcome everything and I have this too shall pass and I, I will get past it. Or was it God speaking to me? Like, I'm going to die. And this too shall pass. And you'll get past it. I got up and I I kissed her on the forehead and I went to bed and she fell asleep and I woke up the next morning and she was sleeping when I woke up and 
she had told me that she had to go to the oncologist and I I just I looked at her and I, I'm like okay she didn't get she hasn't been sleeping a lot so I'm just gonna let her rest and I I ran down the street and got a coffee and sent her a text hey I'm, I'm gonna be right back and I came back and um I just kind of sat by her for a few minutes and then I got up and I'm like okay I it's almost 10 o'clock I need to like we need to go to the oncologist because um, I know you know she, she needs to it's something that she needs to do and and she said she had to do it so <laughs> I stood up and I said hey mom do you you ready to go and she she looked at me and she said well what time is it and I said it's almost 10 o'clock and she said oh my goodness yes let's we need to go and she stood she sat up really quick and then I went around the kitchen and and then uh, after about 30 seconds I came back and she just had this look on her face and like her pupils were dilated and mm. she she looked like she was gasping for air and I don't know what happened in that time of her getting up really quick and saying let's go to her being out of it and I called my wife I said I I'm holding my mom's hand and it was cold and clammy and I and I'm talking to my wife and I'm like I I don't know what's going on here but she just got up and she spoke and now and now she's not really I don't know what's going on as as I talked to my wife it seemed that my mom was taking her last breath and I said I gotta go and I called 911 and we just within a minute of my mom taking her last breath and me being on 911 and and giving her like 200 compressions it seemed like over four or five minutes the paramedics showing up and two minutes later saying she's She's gone. It's just a really uh, surreal experience. Yeah, that that is so... Apart from being devastating, it's it's powerful being there. And my mom, she she loved the Lord. And yeah, that was it was as if the world just stopped and like she just she went from on to off in a millisecond, so it was it was devastating. And but somewhere in there when the paramedics came to me and like I'm realizing like I got to hold my mom's hand and be there with her and she was with me that was a bless a blessing so I'm trying to keep it together here that's your problem Jeff <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to keep it together this is <laughs> Scott, Scott shakes over. my chair. Yeah, <laughs> touching the chair, not Jeff. <coughs> yeah, it was. It, I'm sorry. I'm trying to gather myself. It was. It was a blessing to be there with my mom. 
it for her and for me and and the it's like the switch went to off and you know a a, a mom a daughter a sister um a grandmother she called herself kiki to all of her her grandkids just it just shut off and um after a couple of minutes of the paramedics and doing what they do as i'm i'm just walking away in disbelief um they came one of the you know paramedics came to me and said you know she's in bad shape and i we are even to the point where we can't even get even an arrhythmia uh you know if we use the paddles and I, I just said let her be in peace and i think she just knew i think she knew the night before i think when she allowed me to come over and stay the night and for all i know she just mustered up enough energy in life to stay until the morning to i don't know say goodbye or be with me or or be with someone i just can't imagine during this time if she had gone to the hospital and been isolated with and just had white coats around her and just passed away um like that would have been just the worst case scenario um but like i said at the beginning it's horrific and a blessing at the same time um and you know anybody listening i mean if you've lost someone it's it's traumatic if you've lost someone that you didn't expect to lose um in an instant it's it's horrific um losing anyone is just it brings sadness but there's something about being there was something about just like in god's presence like my mom went and she went in peace and went with her son by her side and um the pain was gone and she was with the lord and i'll never forget my my grandmother who who planted a seed uh, many years ago uh, she died of uh, a cancer as well before i was a believer remember going to the hospital and i said um are you know are you okay are you scared i mean she didn't want to go through chemo and chemo and radiation she was just gonna you know t take it like a champ and i remember my mom being so upset that she wouldn't she called it like you won't fight like you need to get this and my mom my grandmother looked at me and she said i i know where i'm going and i'm at peace and uh that was before i I, you know, followed Christ and believed, and I looked back like there was something in my grandmother that got passed on to my mom that got passed on to me. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful for for that kingdom that just 
just the kingdom. And the peace that comes with being a part of that. So, so I, I thought I could keep it together, guys, but that didn't <laughs> You did a terrible job at keeping it together. <laughs> yeah, you did. Yeah. We have a paddle on the side yard for you, Jeff, <laughs> um, considering you didn't keep it together. Uh, spanking for Jeff. <laughs> it's Rosewood. Um, you, oh, man, come on, there's something, bring it, <laughs> there's something, well, you mentioned the piece, there's that verse, it's in one of Paul's prayers, the piece that passes all understanding, and there's like, there's something to that, I, I don't have that often, but there have been little moments that go beyond they're like trans rational that I've experienced. You, you're just starting this journey post trauma. Right. Um, man, it's been a week, week and a half. Yeah. Good God. It's still so fresh. I know. Uh, I got more questions regarding that, but yeah, the the little fleeting moments of peace, I I don't the un, the, the th- I can't even do it now. It's like <laughs> I'm justifying the verse that passes all understanding. Man, I wish people that experience trauma or are recovering from abuse, w- whatever it is, to get a little taste of. This is not okay. It doesn't need to be okay. There's no bow to tie on this thing, but still to experience a little bit of the fullness of being where you are and being honest with yourself and knowing that you are loved and matter and you're playing a part in this grand cosmic dance to be super dramatic. I don't even know what to say, but... That's gosh, I I just hope people can find a little bit of that. And so you're on this journey now, Jeff. That's gonna be I know for you <laughs> sometimes you ask questions on this podcast. How are you guys doing out of five right now? <laughs> out of five. And Jeff's always like if Jeff's a four out of four and a half out of five, then it's like, oh shit, the shit's in the fan for Jeff. It's usually like I'm a five two. <laughs> I'm a five four. And uh, so I know that's your personality, Jeff, which was your mom's personality. Right. Um, but I don't know. I don't remember where I was going. But Are you going to ask me where I'm at? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, because that'd be a shitty question. Now, Jeff, how are you doing right now? Jeff, your mom just died. How are you doing? It, and you know, it's Jeff, are you happy? <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, happiness-wise, I mean, I'll take that. I'm gonna take that in a different direction. What you meant, which is seriously, I'm, I'm happy that my mom was at peace. I'm happy that I got 47 years with her, not in a selfish way, but the fact that she got to pass on a legacy. And I'm happy that my mom 
went in a way that wasn't isolated and there's so much goodness that she did while she was here i mean when people found out uh the floodgates open for you know so many people from years back or recent and they all had the same they all had the same theme like she was the life of the party she she encouraged encouraged people she loved life and that that makes me happy that i got to have a mom that loved life and loved her kids and loved my grandkids her her grandkids my kids um with everything that is not always the case so i'm i'm so i mean i'm my heart hurts but i i'm easily a five out of five right now just because of like this is the life i get to live and it's so good and my my mom was my mom was <laughs> it's so good it's great it's, it's a great jeff answer keep going yeah i mean it's hard to keep it together but um she yeah, my my grandmother my mom they they demonstrated what it what it is to live life and live it to the full and put all the the negativity of the world stuff aside and go after people yeah i will say my limited experience with your mom she's she I just put that present tense, but I'll make it present tense. She is a delight and uh, Amen. a fire and uh, a, ma- a magnet. And she gave a lot of that to you, Jeff. Thank so God. you have a little bit of a superpower, um, <laughs> which can go two different ways. And you and I have talked about this a little bit privately, but I feel like I should put this on tape, as it were. Is tape even a thing anymore? <laughs> Probably not. I'm going to put this on the ones and zeros. Is that right, Scott? Um, yeah, yeah, technically. <laughs> Keep going. Scott's voice Keep on the going. Podcast. I need to laugh because I need to get this like emotional no, well, thing out of my body. This it's is just... a challenge for you. Um, the achieving and overcoming and I got this and... Sometimes we can buy into the image that we, th- we, th- the image we think we have that other people see in us, mm. which can be a detriment. So you, um, you, you can be prone to, or there's a danger being prone to like, I'm, I'm the guy, I'm the guy. People are looking to me. I'm the guy that's going to encourage and like, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Let's make you great. 
which is a beautiful spot, thing. Like being in the spotlight, wanting to be in that. Well, not necessarily right. the spotlight, to, but that. To come through. And to come through. Right. And so I know there'll be days where it just like hits you in a way that um, just doesn't make sense. And you're like, whoa, you'll, you'll be thinking, I, I had, I've been great. I've been doing great. I feel great. And then all of a sudden, I, well, let me reboot. I think there's no emotional free lunches. And so don't be afraid to be like, guys, I don't have it today and I'm not doing well. And I'm, I'm hating life right now and I'm mourning my mom and it's just not, it's not good. It's okay to do that. Um, it's probably normal. It's, it's normal. Um, although it's, to you, you might think it's less than normal because when I was talking about it, you still found a way a week and a half in crying <laughs> about your mom to say you're a five out of five on this podcast. <laughs> and so I, I think we need to talk about recalibrating this meter, whatever the hell it is. Okay. I was nine out of five a month ago. Now I'm five. And oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. So that meter is like life that you're living perspective and your beliefs and how's it going it's so good and my mom died i hate that my mom died i'm so sad i cry uh every day in a moment whether it's something i hear or somebody i hug or someone who says uh i'm so sorry like i what i love is i love talk i love talking about my mom and and that is how I grieve. I can, I can, I know that's how I grieve is just talking about her. Um, because she wasn't, she, she had, she didn't have a negative bone in her body. And so it's so easy to tell that story when you are like, you are your, your mother's son. And, um, <laughs> I mean, I, I've said this before, probably a while back, if I mentioned her, um, I had crashed her awesome sports car when I was in college and I called her and said, Hey mom, I, I, I totaled the, the car. I didn't have my glasses on and I was driving in a dark parking lot trying to get out of there and I kind of cut through the parking lot and I didn't even see the gigantic cement <laughs> and I, I like the light the light foundation of the the lights in the parking lot and I I just it's totaled and I'm on the like back then I'm on my I'm, I'm on the payphone calling her and and she For said everyone listening a payphone <laughs> yeah right a phone and I called her on the, the phone <laughs> and I called her and I I and I'm telling her this and I said it's totaled and her first words and I think her only words were are you okay because you're not going to be when you get home <laughs> and I well I was living at Concordia on campus but in Irvine and she she said are you okay are you all right? Is there anything like, can I help you in any way to, from that, like that moment of, of me telling her that I never, my mom never, ever said, well, is, you know, what are we going to do about the car? You know, my mom never even mentioned the car and until literally, you know, she never mentioned it until she, she passed and never in, never in my time with my as my mom's son did she ever criticize me once 
like the floodgates were open to live and to and I learned to give to be flexible and to give grace and um to to gosh darn it, I gotta stop crying to just love people no, where they love people where they're at and and to accept people's differences I, I do have a quirky sense of humor and i do like to get a rise out of people so it kind of sends me in the wrong direction sometimes and people are like how could you say that or how could you d-? i'm like uh, oops uh <laughs> i wish i could delete that but i can't and um but just the passion for life and living and so i'm like i'm at a five i'm i'm my mother's son and that's how we live. Um, do we have challenges? Did my mom die? Yes. Did I, like, gosh darn it. Did I lose my hero? Yes. God dang it. Why don't I stop crying? I gotta stop crying. Jeff, <laughs> um, um, she, I'll remind you, your mom yeah. passed, and this is a normal, <laughs> natural know. reaction yeah. to it, and it's okay. And she loved, she loved, loved our kids. She loved my wife, Tanya. She she was a great mentor and and model for for how to live. Jeez, man. And it sucks. It does suck. And so while while my heart is broken like my spirit is not broken that's probably the bottom line like that is what um, we live with as believers we live with this great spirit in us my mom had that I have that I get to pass it on to my kids and my wife my mom she she passed it on to my wife my wife as well. Her pet personality is the best infection. It's in you through blood and DNA and your kids through blood and DNA and your wife from proximity. Scott's <laughs> <laughs> like, where are you going? Uh, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, just like, almost snot balls here. It's such well, a good way. Over, keep them over there, man. It's still a thing going around. <laughs> it's true, though. She li- she lives on. Yeah, she lives on in you totally, and. 100%. We all have the great hope for the future. Um, oh, there's great hope for the future. But she lives on in you. Oh, yeah. And she lives on in your kids. And that, it goes on. That that fire that she is. It's a legacy. Yeah. It's a good legacy. legacy. Yeah. It's, that's the fun part of the life I get to live and I get the responsibility of getting to pass it on and 
you know, it's not about like failing. It's about just keep getting back up and bring that spirit and that positive vibe and that we can do this. We don't need to get around anything. We'll go right through it. And that's, that's what I loved about my mom. She, guys, I, I thank you for letting me weep and tell a story and, and, you know, it's tragedy and it's also just you get when you get to witness people who live so well and and they the light goes out and they they die looking back and thinking my goodness we just lost an amazing person and i got to i got to live with them they got to be my my parent or my best friend or whatever it might be um in your life of people you lose like i got to spend this time on earth with them and that's a special thing when we get that um opportunity and i feel like i got to to be a part of that with her so thanks for sharing jeff yeah Sorry for snot balling if on you your microphone. If you apologize one more time, <laughs> I'm going to slap you open, open palm. Or, hey, s- spankings, you know? Yes. I do have rosewood <laughs> paddles. I drilled holes in them to be more effective. Um, man, yes. Thank you so much. Scott, any questions? Any yeah. questions here? Scott's been a good listener. <laughs> Well, well, he's yeah, sitting three feet from me as I'm crying all <laughs> over the place, though. So. Oh, man. All right. No, man. That's good. Speechless. I mean, it's bad, but it's good. <laughs> it's bad, but it's yeah, good. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Isn't that a great... That's a great way to talk about life, the way life can be. It's bad, but it's good. I was, I was listening to something uh, on the YouTubes today, and he said, he said, man, the first six months of 2020 have seemed like it's been 10 years yeah. huh. wow that's something man yeah and shoot yeah that's a really bad year volatile for everybody doesn't even matter what's going on it's just bad for everybody anyways well yeah Let's end on that note. On that note. (laughs) (laughs) Life is bad for everyone. Tell us how how bad it is for you. I give the world a zero out of five. (laughs) I'm five out of five. (laughs) (laughs) Which just proves Uh, you're in the world, but you're not of it. (laughs) Well, don't let anybody break your spirit. If you're listening right now, don't let anybody or anything break your spirit. And it's such a good reminder, too, to... There are legitimate grievances that divide people, and in order to be safe, maybe you need separation from people that you once loved, but man, so many of the things that separate us are overcomable, if that's a word, and it's just, it's these moments that, it, I don't know, hug, hug the people you love. We've got we've got family on on my side of the table here that there are people not talking to each other for things that are like this we could do this this is not worth separating over right 
and uh, I don't know. It's it's a little trite and cliched, but hug the people you love. Like life is so short, especially as uh, I enter Jeff's zone. You're almost like sixty five, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, we recommend hugging, but you should follow the guidelines in your specific area. Yeah, while you <laughs> hug, don't breathe on their earlobe. Yes. <laughs> nah, who cares about the guidelines, man? This is well, so stupid. Without just, having a, an official opinion on that, yeah, like, just, just do keep do what you want to do, man. man re- hugging is a metaphor for just reconnect and love people, love the people that you need to love, and you know who those people are. If you need to touch somebody, <clears throat> hug, hug them, obviously. <laughs> Jeff, we should hug Scott after this because he lives by himself. I think so. And I think think he needs some human contact. He needs a dog or a cat. That would be the the worst idea ever. Oh, okay. Worst idea. So, dear listener, leave us a rating and review on whatever podcast thing. Most likely Apple Podcasts. That's mostly what people use. At Bros Babbles Beer on all the social medias. Brosbabblesbeer at gmail.com. And I don't know. Anything else? No. Mm. I'm good. Mm. Scott, as long as Jeff's good. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a hot tub to your guys' left. It's going to be fantastic. That's the way to end a podcast. Yeah. Get in the hot tub. Get a drink in the hot tub. Thanks, guys. I'll just say I love you guys. That Great. I love you. And... To the listener out there, I love that you're listening. I hope, I truly hope you just do go out there and spread that good spirit that's in you. Peace out. I like the way your shorts fit. I get slapped a lot. I'll take it in the back end. Because in the future, it may re dividends for us. Shut up, Zach! Separate the sheep from the goats. Shut up, Scott. Like, you smoking weed again? We'll edit that out.